Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing right along in Masech the Shabbos, concluding the seventh parak, Perak Zayin Mishnah Dalit, and then we're moving on to Perak Ches Mishnah Aleph, and we're still dealing in the laws of carrying on Shabbos. If you had a chance and the time, you may have noticed I uploaded a bonus episode that deals with the laws of causing an animal to carry on Shabbos, the laws of Shvisas Behemto and Nechamer. Go listen to that when you have time. An interesting shear. Back to the regular scheduled programming. Hamotzi Tevin Kamali Piparo. What is the minimal amount of straw one can carry that we say it's significant and therefore one is liable if they carry it in Rosh Hashanah they carry it on Shabbos? So the answer is enough to fill a cow's mouth. That a cow is wheat straw has the smallest mouth and therefore you carry enough straw that it can fill a cow's mouth. That's considered a significant amount and one is liable. Eitzel, what about Bean straw, it's a different type of straw, and it's usually only fed to to camels, so kamali pi kamal, enough to fill a camel's mouth. Amir kamali pi tle. Amir, which is some sort of also grain straw, it's a different type, it's a lower part of the stalk than the, um, excuse me, it's it's the um, upper part of the straw than the tevin. Tevin is the lower part, Amir is the upper part, the part where the ears of the grain are actually chopped off so think about you have, you have, if you think of picture a piece of grain in your head you have a stalk or a stem and then as it gets up you start having the pieces of the grain that are branching off when you remove that part now you just have a long stick the lower part's the tevin the upper part's the amir the upper part is enough to fill a sheep's mouth a seven various grasses kimoli pikadi to fill a goat's mouth Ale shum, the garlic leaves, vale betzalim, and onion leaves, so it depends. Lachim kegrogeris, if it, they are fresh, so then they are actually edible and people do eat them, so then it's enough that they are um, the size of a dried fig, which is what we'll say when it comes to food. A dried fig. Yoveshim kamali pigadi, when they're dried out, so then it's, it goes back to animal food, only animals really eat those, so it's enough to fill a goat's mouth. Let's say a person carries out half of a goat's mouth's worth of of uh, dried garlic leaves and half of a camel's mouth's worth of bean straw. So they, they, they we don't say that they these two these two uh, straws and leaves join together to say now you've carried something of cheshivas uh, of importance. Because it, they're two different shiurim, they're two different measurements. We're talking about two, two we're working on two different with two different, uh, uh, two different, totally different forms right here. One, and therefore, since we measure them differently, again, one based off a camel and one based off a gadi, and so therefore, we're not going to say they join together to create a a significant unit that one would be liable if they carry outside on Shabbos. And that would obviously be in, in contrast to, as we'll see in a minute, Hamoti Ochlin could grow as Chayev. When it comes to edible food, regardless of what it's like, we say as long as it's the regardless of what type of food it is, that the size of a dried fig is liable. And therefore, we start from Zem So therefore, regardless of what the food is, if it's, uh, it's a piece of pizza, half of a dried fig worth of pizza, and half of a dried fig of uh, a, um, a pomegranate, because it's ultimately it's the same shear, it's the same amount, as in, in order to be liable, it has to be a fig's worth. Therefore, we do say they join together. So again, the principle is going to be when it's two different shiurim, when it's going to be two different minimal requirements, so we don't say that they join together. It's not considered that it's hush of importance when they join together, whereas if it's going to be the same, the same, um, same shear, the same size, both of a dry fig or whatever the size may be, so they would join together even if it's radically different foods. 
Chutz miklipeyem ve'gurneyem ve'ukteyem ve'suban umor snin. This is that we say things joined together, or this that we say has to be the size of a dry fig that excludes the shells, the pits, the stem, the coarse bran, and the fine bran, as in the impurities in the wheat, in the in the in the flour that does not join together because that's not generally eaten by people. Yudomer no chutz miklipen adoshem. That the soft inner shell of lentils are generally cooked together with the lentils, and since they're edible, then they do combine with the lentils to the minimum shear, the minimum size of a dried fig. Moving on to ch- ch- chapter 8, to Parachess, and it's going to be again working with the same, this next mission is working on the same discussion, the same topic. Hamotzi Yain, one who carries out wine, what's the minimum size of wine that we say that has importance? Kinemiziga Sakos, enough of uh, that it would, cr- you, you can use it to have Mizigas Hakos. What does that mean? So this is something that came up in the Brachos, but a quick review for those who were there and those who were not with us then. Now we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll learn it together. The wine back then was very strong, and it was almost according... I mean, it's actually a bit of a debate, potentially, among the historians, but it seems like it, it was very strong, and it might have been very sweet. So in order to make it potable, they would dilute it in water. And the, the ratio was three parts water to one part wine. Our, our mission is telling us now when this that you would be liable for taking undiluted wine outside is if it's enough that if it were to be mixed with three parts water, it would produce a revius worth of, of nice, delicious wine. Chalav kudai gimia, one who takes milk outside is enough for a person to swallow it in one gulp. Devash lutin al hakasis. Honey enough to apply it to a sore. If someone was sore, they'd use honey as an ointment in order to uh, in order to soothe the sore. Now you might be thinking, well, a minute, but honey can also be eaten. And the answer is as follows: that anything that has two primary uses, we go with the smaller shear, the smaller amount, and that would be in this case the enough to apply the application to a sore. Shemin kadei lasuch aver cotton. So same with oil, enough to rub on a small limb, as the smallest limb, the little toe of a day-old child. Water enough to rub into a kilyar, which is some sort of eye ointment that they would mix with herbs. Um, and any other liquid, the minimum amount is a revius. And all of wastewater also, the revius wastewater was water that was not fit for anything other than making clay out of it, as in it was not potable. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kulan Berevius. He disagrees and says, no, everything is a Revius. So why then did the Mishnah start giving you know, enough for a sword, enough for a limb, etc.? So if you recall, we said earlier in the last parak that there are certain things that are too small to be considered carrying. However, if someone does decide to to store these things, what he's doing is saying that I consider this chashiv, although most people might not care about a very tiny little needle, but if someone says, no, I do care about it, that gives it importance, and therefore, if they were to carry it outside, for them, they would be liable, because they're saying, I care about it. So, Rav Shimon says as well, for most people, all these liquids, you need a revius, but if someone does care about these liquids because he wants to apply it to a sore or to the to make an eye ointment out of. So he's he's considered a matzniyam. He's giving it chashivas. He's giving it importance, and therefore we now go with the smaller shear. I wish you all a wonderful day.